Kenny Garrett, and I'm the pastor of the General Baptist Church, God's House of Prayer, located in Fairborn, Ohio, and I thank you for joining us for this special message from the church. Open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2, verse 36. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made the same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they gladly received his word and were baptized, and the same day were added unto them about three thousand souls. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and good, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they continuing, and they continuing daily, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Today, as we look through those Bible verses, we understand that Peter's preaching the gospel message on uh, that day of Pentecost, uh, telling them the good news of Christ. He goes through, uh, and you can read further, 4 and chapter 2, and uh, read exactly what happened, but as we arrive there in verse uh, 36, he's, he's telling them the good news of Jesus, uh, the gospel, that uh, they need to be, they, all they have to do is believe and be baptized uh, in the name of Christ. Then we go into verse 41 and we start to get into a, an historical what happened that day. And uh, first picture of the early church. There in 41, it says, And they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day were added about 3,000 souls, uh, and that the church continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. So it gives us just a, a small snapshot of what the early church was doing and uh, this group of believers, a large group, 3,000 souls, uh, we're doing at this time. We get into verse 44 and verse 45, and it sounds, to, if you're older and listening to us, it sounds a little, a little like socialism or communism. Um, verse 44 says, And all that believed were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. What you see there is not actually a socialism or a communism description, but a group of believers, an early church that's very open-handed and understanding that this world was not their home. And once you believe in Christ and 
develop a relationship and you understand that there's much more in this world around us other than what we own and the materialistic things in our lives that uh, there's so many more things that are important to each and every one of us, eternal life and a God that loves us and a higher purpose and a higher calling, you'll be very open-handed. And that's that's what we see described in those verses, that uh, their material possessions no longer mattered to them. They had eternal life. They were looking for a world to come. Uh, in the Old Testament, it's described as, a, as looking for a city. Uh, and there's a wonderful... Uh, him uh, come out of, I think it was Oklahoma sometime, many years ago, looking for a city. And that's really the um, what you find there in verse 44 and uh, 45 is the result of a Christian's uh, attitude and, and eyes pointed toward a world to come, is, is you lose your ties to this materialistic world that we live in, and things here uh, don't have the same pull and weight that they used to. Uh, but where we want to spend our time for this study is down in verse 46 and 47. 46 says, And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. So in verse 46, we see the this first early church, this first these first Christians, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. This snapshot of the early church is to the utmost important to us, to us today as we look forward into a worldly life here that's not like it was before this crisis that we're now living through. Uh, you know, before this pandemic started, we had been doing things much like we had always done. Our church services were Wednesday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Uh, we fell into that routine. And uh, during this lockdown where everyone's quarantined and sheltering in their homes, uh, we've had, we've, the church as a whole throughout the world has come up with some innovative ways uh, to continue worshiping together and, and providing that bit of community. Uh, but as we gear up now, we're looking and planning for the time that the church actually reopens uh, physically, the physical building. Uh, here, uh, very quickly, it'll happen in the next week, week and a half or so. And uh, as we, as I've talked to the trustees and uh, getting prepared and working towards that, it's these two verses that are in the back of my mind and driving our plans. Uh, you see, in that first part, first portion there, verse 46, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, describes a group of Christians that are worshiping God so that their time together in the temple is devoted to God. It's a time away from their day-in, day-out lives where they devote to their creator. That's of the utmost importance to us as Christians today. Uh, coming together in the house of God as the people of God and worshiping him on a regular basis is something that we um, should be doing and, and the drive is in us all to do that and we want very much to do that and I, I can't wait to come together again as a church. But 
Also then in verse 46, it goes on to say, Breaking of bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. With When you look at the end part of that verse, gladness and singleness of heart, and the activity that they're doing, breaking bread from house to house and eating their meat, you see a group of people and a group of Christians, a people of God that are not only devoting time to God, but devoting time to each other. Now that in our modern world is a little was a little bit difficult before the uh, pandemic crisis that we're we're going through, and it's going to be even harder on the other side. If you're with us physically up at uh, the General Baptist Church on Vine Street there in Fairborn, you'll know that after every Sunday morning service, uh, we have a fellowship lunch where we do exactly that. We don't exactly go house to house, but we break bread and we eat our meat and we devote our time there to one another. Knowing each other and being known by each other, we're able to come alongside and be a part of each other's lives. And it's an integral part of who we are and our identity in Christ, that uh, we are the people of God there on Vine Street. So what that looks like coming forward after this I'm not exactly sure, but I know that we're still charged as a church with being glad and having singleness of heart, that we're all still together. Even though we might be socially distanced physically, we still have to find a way to communicate with each other so that we're involved in each other's lives and we have that singleness of heart and that gladness for who we are. Now, it might be a little more difficult in the future with the recommendations that the CDC handles, but that's only because this is unprecedented in our lifetime. We simply only need to follow God's leading and direction. And I promise you that He'll lead us and guide us in a way that He will have us to go in order to minister to those in our families, in our community, in our workplaces, and, and those in the world around us. I've already seen the challenges that we face with uh, phone calls to the church and um, news of illness uh, throughout our community. We need to be ever praying and communicating uh, those needs and taking them to the Lord in prayer as a church uh, together, just like we used to. Uh, again, we'll we'll find a way to do that. I think technology will be a helpful tool in that. Uh, we also spend a lot of time addressing um, physical needs there in Fairborn with hunger. Uh, we've stepped up. We've delivered some lunch meat. We yesterday we had a soup bean and cornbread. Uh, give away to the community, just as a, a way, as this thing has drug on. You might find yourself uh, sick of eating your own cooking, or possibly not being able to get out to the store. So we made some deliveries, and we had some people stop by the church. Uh, we gave away uh, right a little bit over 50-something quarts of soup beans uh, and some cornbread, what we could get made with the supplies that we had. So that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And it's part of us having favor with all people. You see that in verse 47. Uh, we understand that 
some from some individuals, the Bible talks about us uh, as Christians and and being uh, mocked and um, persecuted. The Bible talks about that uh, that we would face persecution just like Christ did. Uh, it's promised to us, but also here in verse forty-seven, we see the church as a whole having favor with all the people. Uh, and that's a good thing, and, and it's a goal that we should uh, strive toward, that we've spent our time being exactly who we said we were, uh, living out a new and abundant life that we found in Christ Jesus, and communicating that gospel message to all people, that that life is available to them as well, that we are simply beggars ourselves who have found some bread. So I hope that you pray for us. Uh, We certainly will be praying for you as well. Pay attention to our website, to our Facebook page, for things that we're doing in the very near future. If you're a member of the General Baptist Church there in Fairborn, you'll find some mailing coming within this week uh, detailing exactly how we'll go about opening the church. And I want to urge you, lastly, uh, with a bit of caution, when uh, our governor here in Ohio, Mike DeWine, or President Trump, officially opens our local economy, I, I want to urge you caution as you go out. The, everybody's talking about how things will change, but you also need to take stock of your activities and understand that if it's not absolutely necessary that you should probably abstain from it. If you're one of the high-risk individuals, uh, you should also, of course, stay at home and continue the shelter in place. It won't be like on, flipping on a light switch and everything goes back to the way it was before the virus landed here in the United States for us. Uh, so urge, I urge caution uh, because it's not just about you. As, as a Christian as a human, we see things and how they affect us. As a Christian, our, our focus is turned outward, uh, especially part of our, fo- our focus is turned towards God and then to uh, people outwardly. Uh, so we have to be good custodians of, of that and conduct ourselves in a way that we don't harm others. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about in Romans uh, that love does no harm. So we, too, have to be mindful of that. So I urge you caution when you're doing your shopping or deciding what to do once things open back up uh, to, to be prudent in your judgment. Will you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. I pray, Lord, that uh, as we face the future to come, that you remind us and you keep our focus on you, that we are ever mindful that you hold tomorrow and that all things uh, are within your power. We pray, Lord, uh, for those that are ill uh, with this virus and other uh, concerns, Lord, that you touch them, uh, that you be with them, that you be with our frontline workers, our doctors, our nurses, our first responders, our police uh, men and women, our firemen and women. Uh, that you protect them and guide them in the times to come, Lord. We pray for our nation, for its leaders, that your 
hand is on them, that you help them to make decisions uh, that they face, that you bless and protect our military, Lord, those people uh, that are serving our country, Lord, both at home and abroad, and especially our Christian missionaries, Lord, folks that have left their home and are off on foreign soil, uh, facing things daily that uh, we have a hard time understanding. We pray that you bless them and protect them tonight. Bless their work. I pray, Lord, that you help us to carry this gospel message uh, all over the world, that more people come to know you. We pray that you bless our work here in Fairborn, that more people uh, turn towards an abundant life, a relationship with your Son, that we see your kingdom increase, and we will never fail to give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. <music>